0: got an internship hooray so now you can you know file that resume away forget everything you need to know about interviewing just sit back and take that sweet ride of employment or you can plan for your success what will come after the internship this isn't a gig you'll have until retirement hopefully so there is a planned end to the job what will you do after what will you be able to say you can do after this this is First You Hustle, a podcast from the Columbus College of Art and Design meant to help students and budding creative professionals put their expertise to use. And today, we're going to talk about how to tackle an internship. Past episodes in our series will help you get the offer, but what do you do once you have an internship? Also, thinking about what you want in an internship will help you better screen what you apply to and what kinds of applications you submit. You're going to hear from a few current CCAD students doing internships this semester around Columbus and see how things are going for them.
1: I've learned to be more organized. The importance
2: in
3: communicating with your team when you're collaborating. Like what they like and how they work and like working under them has been like the hardest thing but then still finding my own process and like
0: workflow. We'll also go through how to construct achievable purposeful learning objectives and how to assess some of the soft skill areas that are so vital in the workplace but often not something you plan on developing specifically. It's all coming up next on First You Hustle. Hi, everyone. I'm Jordan Bell, and thanks for tuning into First You Hustle. Today, we're going to talk about making the most of your work. Whether you do an internship, freelance job, or have an entry-level position, you want to make sure you are planning for the end. And this might sound like it's putting the cart before the horse, but think of it this way. You are embarking on a road trip, and you can either, one, plan some stops ahead of time, which may affect how far you drive each day, which roads you take, and how long you'll spend in each area, or two, you can just wing it and take the direct route hoping to discover some stuff along the way. Option one means you know you'll have certain experiences and get specific things out of those experiences, whereas option two means you'll have to evaluate the value of the experience after it's over, and that means it might not be so great. So how do you do that? Well, at CCAD, when you take an internship for credit, you have to develop five learning objectives. A learning objective is an observable, measurable outcome from an experience. It is a common phrase in education, but really learning objectives exist nearly everywhere. Anytime you take on something with the promise of uh, that upon successful completion, you'll be able to demonstrate a new skill, have a new understanding of specific knowledge, or have a change in attitude, that's a learning objective. Learning objectives must be measurable. So the example I commonly use is running. Imagine your goal is to be able to run fast. What does that mean? What is fast and for how long? A goal like this can be transformed into a learning objective rather easily, like this. I wanna be able to run one mile in under seven minutes. Think about how much easier that is to measure. As you practice, you can see your progress towards your goal. Whereas if your goal was just to run fast, you won't have a tool for measuring it beyond your own perception. How will you know when you've achieved the goal? But one mile in under seven minutes is something you can measure and demonstrate. So for an internship, how can you develop learning objectives? Employers rarely develop learning objectives specific for an internship, but they do have a job description. That job description likely has things in it that you've never done before. So this might be a good place to start. For example, perhaps the job description says you'll be responsible for attending client meetings. Great. Well, have you done that before? If you haven't, what do you hope to learn from that kind of experience? This is the starting point for developing a learning objective. From there, create a specific outcome you hope to achieve during your time in the position. And you can think of it this way. When you are interviewing for the next position that you'll want, what is it that you want to be able to say you can do? In this situation, maybe you want to be able to demonstrate that you can sit down with a client and create a list of deliverables based on their needs. This is vaguely what any client meeting will be, but when you organize it into actual learning objectives, it gives you something to measure against. As you move through your internship or job, you'll be able to reflect on that. Are you just being a warm body in a meeting or are you actually developing some action items from meetings that you're in? What happens with those action items? How do the client respond? Create the measurements for how you will know whether you achieved your objectives or not. In my previous example using running, we will know when we've hit our mark. We crossed the one mile marker and our stopwatch says 659 or less. But for this, how do you measure it? Well, it gets a little more qualitative, but think about how you can use your team or your supervisor to achieve this. Let them know you'd like to be able to demonstrate that you can work with a client to develop a list of deliverables, and to get there, create a plan of action. Maybe you begin by observing a few meetings. Listen, but don't talk much. Then you reflect on what you observed with your supervisor, and from there, you might begin participating in meetings. And maybe you ask some questions, make suggestions, little things like that. Finally, maybe near the end of the internship, with your supervisor's approval, you get to take the lead on a client meeting and be the one who proposes a strategy. Much like the running example, you are starting by determining where the finish line will be. From there, you can determine where it will be necessary to set up check-in points. Runners use check-in points to know if they are on pace. If you wanna run a mile in seven minutes, but halfway through it's already five minutes, you know you are well behind. In this regard, learning objectives and the strategy you develop for achieving them should be achievable, perhaps challenging, but designed with the intention that you will reach it. So don't develop learning objectives that will go against the grain of your position. If my learning objective has nothing to do with the day-to-day of what I experience in my position, then it will be very hard for me to achieve my goals. That is why it is best to develop your learning objectives from the job description itself. Read through it. Where are five areas in the job description that you can set goals and measure success? Those are your learning objective areas. One thing many creative students forget about in the workplace is something I refer to as professional skills, also called soft skills. When we work in a creative position, we tend to think about technical skills like video editing, graphic design, using AutoCAD, you know, making stuff. But in order to make stuff, you need to work with a team. And that means collaboration, managing multiple projects at once, effective communication and punctuality. Those are what we mean by soft skills or professional skills how well do you perform in those areas for many interns considering it's their first real-world position this means the professional skill area is sometimes the biggest learning curve you can't really learn those skills in the classroom after all yes you know how to show up to class on time and you know how to manage your homework assignments but the pace and dynamic behind that is very different than it is in the workplace if you forget a homework assignment it reflects poorly on you if you forget a work assignment it reflects poorly on you and your team and you don't get a bad grade. You just get a bad reputation. Grades are temporary. They're awarded after a class and then you move on, but a reputation follows you around everywhere. So learning the office skills is a big contributor to workplace success or failure. And a few CCAD interns recently reflected on this when I sat down and talked with them about how their internship this semester is going. There were a couple of themes and first we're going to talk about communication. Here's Madison talking about what they learned on the job.
2: Yeah, so one of the big things that I've learned is the importance in asking questions, especially when you start, because you're able to advance faster in your knowledge at your place of employment um, by asking questions. And a lot of the times what I've found with uh, my supervisors is they're very impressed when you ask questions and clarification. And in the past, I've always thought like, oh, I'm being annoying or I'm bothering them too much. They don't think I'm like qualified for this, but um, I've had the clarification from them that they like really appreciate asking questions so I don't mess up. The importance in communicating with your team when you're collaborating is extremely important. So for one of our projects, the person who was supposed to provide all the copy was running four days late, which pushed everything back behind. So when we're on a hot deadline or something that needs to get done relatively quickly, it pushes everyone back. And it makes our job, uh, my job as a designer, harder because I'm on a tighter deadline because one person didn't communicate to us that they needed something else Um, especially with hot deadlines like events where they need it out as soon as possible something small like that is something that will really put the entire team back Um, something else is going off of that is when you have a really heavy workload and there's a lot that you're tasked with doing. Especially as an intern, I found it really hard to say no. And I found that at least in my situation at Ohio Health, my supervisors were actually glad that I said no. Um, so I had a really heavy workload. There was a lot of things I needed to design, there was a lot of pictures I needed to edit, and they wanted me to work on uh, some. Code, some coding things, and I was, you know, I told them I really don't have time for that, and they're like, well, thank you for telling us. Um, one of my bigger fears with this, that they would think I was incapable of it, or I was making excuses, um, or exaggerating my time, spending too much time doing, not working. One last thing that I found that was really helpful was, When working with content, so the people who write the copy, as a designer having questions about something, why something is phrased a specific way, or if there's something that as a designer personally reading it could be helpful to change, that's something Communicating with them, I may not be a copywriter. And I may not know all of the words that should be said in specific situations. But by communicating with my entire team, I'm able to learn about that process, which is a big part of my internship.
0: So it sounds like there's a theme in a lot of these are around communication, like being better communicating across a team, uh, speaking up when you're unsure of something, being able to say no. So a lot of just kind of being more confident in how you speak up, and when you speak up, and who yeah. you speak to, and were there any specific examples for asking questions and clarification? Was there anything that like you asked clarification on, and then it really kind of like was good that you did because it changed? Everything? Yeah.
2: So at Ohio Health, our one of our organizational uh, programs that we use is called Workfront. Um, it's a large organizational pr- platform that's online, and we use it to keep track of whose progress and how far they are. So if someone is working on creating the content, that will, we will see that is happening, and we see when things are falling behind. So for example, because I'm working in healthcare, there was information that wasn't completely reviewed, and even though it went through four stages of review, there was a number that was missed and we didn't figure that out until we had sent it to print and after sending it to print luckily we were able to catch it before we distributed it but that wasn't just one person's problem it was or one it wasn't just one person's mistake it was going through all these levels of review and all of us missed it so the lack of communication in a um, situation like that was something that actually had a big impact. And in the end, it cost the company money that didn't need to be spent. Mm-hmm.
0: Another theme that came up in a couple responses were from Jonah and Eva who are actually working in different offices. In fact, they're different majors, graphic design and interior design, respectively. But they both mention kind of the same thing, how important it became to juggle multiple projects and working with multiple people simultaneously. It's something that they learned quickly and now use quite extensively. So we'll hear from Jonah first and then Ava.
3: This semester, I'm working with Copious Columbus in their event management um, department. Uh, They are a restaurant... Um, They have an event venue and then they have a live music venue. I think the most, the thing that I've learned the best is probably organization because I'm working with all three venues and they all three of them have a different manager and like a different person that I work with and I think that finding their, like what they like and how they work and like working under them has been like the hardest thing but then still finding my own process and like workflow. I think the best thing that I've learned is probably email. Emailing. I used to never get back to people's emails. I used to just like read it and then be like, oh, I'll get back to that later. Um, And I think that learning to have an organization skills in my like emails and correspondence and like making sure I'm touching base with everyone and communicating with everyone to make sure that my products are coming out the same time that they need them has been the hardest thing, but I'm definitely getting better at, and my bosses have noticed that I don't just like fly under the radar and disappear, (laughs) which is what I usually do. So, um,
0: is there a specific example where your kind of diligence on email would prove to be helpful or useful to you?
3: Yeah. So there was an event last week that I was supposed to do a bunch of like drink menus and then I was also supposed to finish like a poster for the live music for the rest of February. And they emailed me with details that I never got back on um, and confirmed and they ended up making their own because I never was like, oh yeah, I'm on that, I've got this, it'll be done by this day. So they ended up making their own and then I had mine so it was like we both had to do double the work because I failed to communicate. But since then, like this week, um, they sent me all the information and I've confirmed and like everything's done and you can tell everyone's more like at ease and they're like, okay, this is done. Like Jonah's on this and they don't have to worry about it. So like that situation, which resulted in a lot of tension, um, was far more eased because I was able to stay organized and get back to every single one of them. Mm
0: -hmm. So now is there something you do like when you show up at work for the first time, like how do you how do you tackle your inbox? How has that changed?
3: <laughs> um, I have a color coordination uh, organization system now where I have like a color for each manager and I put it in folders with like, um, to go with the project so sometimes I'll screenshot them and put them in folders of like upcoming projects and current projects and then finished products and then color coordinate them to each manager because <laughs> mm-hmm. i think that's the hardest thing is that i'm the only designer in a 3 venue tier and i'm working with essentially multiple clients that all want different things and are all on different timelines and when i think that i communicate with one oftentimes i haven't said something to the other mm-hmm. you know so and they don't like to be CC'd on the same email because they're like, I'm not a part of that, I don't want to know what's going on there, so put me on a separate thread.
0: Right, okay, so yeah. even though it's one employer, they prefer to be treated as three clients, yes. essentially. Yes, yes. Okay, interesting.
1: So I'm currently the special projects designer at CCAD. I work with Dave Stockwell and I mainly plan and design and furnish interiors of the buildings, offices, and dorms on campus. Um, one of the things that, Was interesting to see was all that goes on behind the scenes at CCAD and what keeps it running. Um, So we'll constantly handle multiple projects at one time. Um, So it's opened my eyes to the aspect of handling multiple projects um, because I originally wanted to go into residential design and I was thinking it would be oh you have one client you focus on them uh, create a relationship and then finish that project with them and move on to the next one. And the idea of handling like, oh, we're working on this right now, but this project is coming up. Uh, For example, Chroma and the fashion show, those are two big things at CCAD that happen around the same time and are very involved. So handling those at the same time can be stressful. So within stress and handling multiple, multiple things at once, I've learned to be more organized, and in our work, we're a big fan of lists and scheduling, and that's something I'm bringing in within actually attending classes at school here. We'll have a big whiteboard, and it'll be completely full, and it's written in tiny little type and marker, and we'll cross each thing off rather than erasing it just so we can see that we're making progress, and I think that is something that can be rewarding and keep you on track because sometimes you can get lost with all the multiple projects that you have going on. But once you see like, oh, we did this and we just finished this and pulling it back up in the future for reference is just rewarding in a way.
0: Have you started incorporating that approach to non-work things? Like, do you make more lists now (laughs) because of that, or is it just strictly a work thing?
1: I definitely do. Um, Actually, this weekend, I just took a whole stack of Post-it notes and taped them to the back of my computer because I use my computer every day. And it will be from anything to, like, um, this paper is due at 12 o'clock on Friday to buy this dress that you liked, like just something completely random. It's definitely helping me be more organized and stay focused because of the busy schedule that I have.
0: These professional skill areas are often at the top of the list for what companies are looking for in entry-level employees. Every workplace has its own process for making things. They might use different programs or different equipment and they know for that, you can easily be trained but they can't train you on being self-sufficient and managing your time effectively or being a good communicator, you know, all these soft skill areas. And so bringing those into the workplace means you will be a highly adaptive employee in any situation. Make sure you highlight this on your resume and in interviews. You'll often get a question like, why do you think you're the right person for this job? And yes, you can demonstrate that you can create quality things, your portfolio will essentially say that for you, but make sure you highlight that as a part of your process to create those things, you also exhibit the professional qualities that make you a great addition to the team. So, shifting back to learning objectives, To help you see how to craft a learning objective and then assess your progress, I'll return to my conversation with Jonah. You heard from Jonah earlier talking about their internship in event space management and essentially working for three clients housed under one brand. Here we discuss what learning objectives Jonah defined at the beginning of the internship and how they are doing currently. Note that some of these areas may sound vague. One of the objectives is to, quote, know the process, end quote, for event management. But how do you define that? Well, that technically by academic standards may be an unmeasurable objective. Listen for how Jonah explains demonstrating that skill area. Their ability to jump in and manage a situation and be successful shows they understand, quote, the process, end quote. And from an employer standpoint, this is what matters most.
3: Not overloading myself has been the hardest thing so far because I have class and then I have this. Elevating the brand experience was one of my learning objectives, and I think I've done a fairly good job of doing that.
0: Let's start with defining what what does that mean for you. Why why is that a learning objective? Elevating a brand, like one why why did you choose that learning objective? And two, how do you measure that objective?
3: Um, I chose it because um, at CCAD, we've already always like built brands from scratch. Where here I'm like given a brand that I need to elevate. And that's something I'd never done before. So I wanted to do, I wanted to like challenge myself to stay within their parameters while still like taking them to the next level. Um, I th- So far to like accomplish that, I've updated their brand guidelines, I've refined some of their logos and showed them how to use their like main brand. To elevate their sub brands, which is the loft and notes, mm-hmm. but still maintaining their like grandfather brand of copious and like connect them all. And so far, like I've noticed, people coming in know that copious is a part of notes, and they know that um, like the restaurant is still something that is offered before and after the show, mm-hmm. and it's not just notes is the only thing that people are focusing on. They understand that there's more to offer. I would like to run a campaign on their social media because right now their social media is just food and there's no connection to notes or the loft. So that's the next step that I'm taking is I'm going to launch some kind of campaign that's going to be like, this is all we offer and maybe introduce some of the managers and like what they do for all the like the different floors Mm -hmm. and how you can connect like the public to each of these things. Cause it is a full experience. Like the play, the place like you can have dinner and then you can see live music. You can have like a wedding reception upstairs. And like that's something that a lot of other restaurants don't offer. Mm -hmm. So I think that that'll be the next step is connecting their social media together. And then from there connecting their website together Mm -hmm. and then coming up with some kind of, deliverable plan that they can stick to after I'm gone. Um, My first learning objective was understanding the process. I've never worked as an event coordinator or been in that business. I've never even been in the restaurant business before. So a lot of um, that learning objective, which I think I've already accomplished, was uh, following people around, taking notes, seeing what they do, understanding their job before I could take on my own. Measuring it, I would say that I could do their job Mm -hmm. if they weren't there, which I've already done once I managed the front of the house last weekend Mm -hmm. because i followed them around and I understood what they did. So, yeah.
0: And so was that the first time you had managed the front of the house?
3: That is the first time I've managed the front of the house of
0: anything. (laughs) (laughs) And and from having shadowed people and kind of Mm -hmm. seeing the roast, did you feel pretty confident doing that?
3: Um, After about 20 minutes, I felt fairly confident um, because, yeah, because I had followed them and I knew how they would have handled some of the situations that I came into, I... Felt more confident, like making those decisions because I was like, Alicia would have done this so I can do this and things like that.
0: And to further drive the point home, let's go back to Madison. Madison talked about their work at Ohio Health and why it helped them become a better communicator. Now we'll hear about how a single event helped to drive progress on a learning outcome. Often we possess many individual skills going into an internship. But the nice thing about internships is that we finally get the opportunity to synthesize those individual skills into one bigger achievement. For Madison, this was connected to a goal for learning the bigger strategy behind corporate social media. Similar to Jonah, it's about process, hard to measure, but listen to how they identify the key learning moments that made them able to demonstrate this skill area when given the chance.
2: Yeah. So one of my goals was to learn more about the entire process of social media. So social media as a designer is completely different from print, completely different from packaging, and all of that kind of stuff. So I wanted to learn more about what goes on behind the scenes. And one thing that I was very lucky to do is there was an event, the Ironman. Um, It's a triathlon, big race, and Ohio Health was one of their big sponsors. So I got the opportunity to cover that through social media. And what I learned was all of the preparation that went into it, um, there was a strict plan. So because it is corporate, that is something I'm not sure if smaller companies do, but I think going into future positions, it's helpful knowing that everything that goes behind the social media. So for my situation, I had a plan everything out, so like you need to post this specific thing at this time, an image of this with this copy onto this platform. At that same time, a specific, or a specific increment of time later, you're gonna post this onto a different social media, which I found really interesting because they, one of the things that was difficult was to continue our brand standards and continue our brand voice while on, site with our photography and coming up with important parts of the race. So, um, for example, the transition from the swim to the run. Um, If I hadn't covered that, there would, if I wasn't there on time for that, or if I wasn't covering that, that was, that would be something that social media wise is an interesting thing. And if I wasn't there to cover that, say I was, again going back on what I had talked about communication then that wouldn't have been covered and we wouldn't have that for social media and back in rounding it back out to healthcare is there was a lot of things that I did cover about the event that weren't necessarily related to promoting ohio health it was promoting different health activities and stuff like that so The big thing I learned when I was covering the social media event, um, or when I was covering the event using their social media, um, was the power that I had and the power that they were trusting me with. Because this was earlier on in my internship, and when they gave me the ability and trusted me to post these things on their social media, that was where I really started to feel included as an intern, and... uh, it's. I'm not just an intern, I'm part of the team. And that was something that really kind of set off my growth. Um, another thing that I wanted to learn about was the blogging process. Um, a lot of different companies now will use blogs as a source of telling people about what their company does. And what Ohio Health has is a blog that has different healthcare, like healthy living tips, um, things like different recipes, workout routines, etc. And we, I, when I found out the hours of time that went planning into planning and all of the different steps that it had to go through just for one blog post was something that really surprised me. Um, And I wasn't expecting one person to that be their sole job. All they do is work on the blog with other people. And I think what I gained from that is appreciation for different companies taking the time to actually help the people, you could say customers, Patients is obviously what we refer to, but in non healthcare care, um, taking the time to not promote that it is business, but that they actually genuinely care about people. And I think that's something really important when it comes to businesses connecting with their uh, customers or clients or things like
0: that. So I hope you'll look at your next project, not as a notch on the resume, not as the finish line, but as the starting point for taking on a new experience that will improve you as a professional. Everyone always says internships are great. You need to do internships. But there's a vast difference between going through the motion of having an internship and using it strategically to improve on skill areas you know you'll need to master for a long career in the field. And that's our episode for today. So thanks for tuning in to First You Hustle. We'll see you next time. Hey, our theme is Jimmy H. Boogaloo by the Juanitos. Additional music also provided by Poddington Bear. All are Creative Commons licensed from the Free Music Archive.